Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. As we check elsewhere around North Dakota, anglers on Devil's Lake continue finding fair-to-good walleye activity using slip bobbers and leeches, when leeches are available, that is. Also try trolling with night crawlers, and it's a good idea to continue working shallow, warm water yet. More walleye are showing up on Lake Ashtabula, and the perch are still active. Try working a little deeper water. Farther west on the Missouri River, a lot of recreational boating activity is happening around Bismarck Mandan now that we're officially into summer. There's more fishing activity north, especially in the tail race, which continues producing small walleye, mostly during the day from boats. Sort through your catch for those nice-eating keepers. The bigger walleye are coming at night from the rocks, and anglers will also want to try the boat ramp from shore. And lastly, from the Missouri River perspective, anglers are finding nice catfish activity. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra. From Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We're going to head out west a little bit on this segment. Uh, we're going to run out to Lake Sakakawea with Kurt Sherado, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Um, very recently, we had one of his cohorts, John Harmon, on talking hunting. John is kind of the hunting expert of that group. Not to put anything against Kurt, but, you know, <laughs> I think Kurt, Kurt would really rather... Uh, although he really loves hunting, I think you'd rather uh, chase stuff that live in water. How are you doing, Kurt? Doing awesome, guys. Thank you for, for having me aboard today. So you do something quite often that I have never done, and I'm not sure if Kyle ever has. I don't think so, and that's Fish Lake Sakakawea. I've never been out there. Um, what What's it like out there right now? You know, water levels, accesses are always people's concern out there. Is all that good or the fish biting? Um, well, what uh, kind of one step at a time, uh, water levels are definitely not the greatest. They're down probably 20 feet from, from full pool right now, which, you know, in the springtime or whatever, whatever you want to call this time of year, early summer, uh, it's usually on the rise and it is, but it's not anything drastic this year. I don't think our, uh, snowpack was the greatest. We've had some cool temperatures and decent moisture. So, we're holding our ground right now. 
um, a little devastating looking at some of the structure out there compared to, to past years. I mean, there's a lot of stuff showing that never was before, but getting to the boat ramp part of this then, you know, access is good. Most of the resorts in the area are doing what they can to accommodate. Some are adding, you know, slabs to their, to their ramps to keep the boaters coming in and out. Um, and the major ramps or the major parks or whatever access areas, I think you're going to be okay. Every, everywhere I've gone, I have, haven't had a problem yet. Um, so access, I think, is pretty good yet everywhere. I'm talking the whole, whole lower part of the, the lake. I haven't been up in the arm yet this year. Um, but I haven't heard anybody complaining about access. So, so that part, I think we're okay. And, uh, as the lake rises here through this part of the summer, I, I think we'll hold our ground yet. You know, water levels uh, are something that are, are such a topic where no matter what part of the, the Midwest you're at, uh, low lake levels, high lake levels, you know, there's, there's always talk about that. And Kurt, when you look at Sakakawea uh, on so many bodies of water, like Devil's Lake, for example, we talk about Devil's Lake being down. Well, it concentrates the fish. Yes. It, does that hold true out there on the reservoir as well? Um, you know, I, I don't know. That lake is so darn big and so deep that um, there's just maps are huge right now. When you're talking fishing, I mean, those structures, what you fish and, and, it being Lake Sakakawea, that's a reservoir. I mean, that's totally different than, than lakes. And this is all mandated a lot by the Corps of Engineers. I mean, so our water levels, the levels fluctuate, you know, year to year. And I'm talking in large amounts sometimes. So it's not just a foot or two drop or a foot or two rise. You're talking multiple feet and, and it can drop and, and rise that in a matter. I've seen it go from nothing to full pool and flooding you know so i've seen this happen probably three times in my life already it sounds like you know with the fluctuation of water levels quite often a lot of anglers if they haven't been there in five years um it's going to be way different they can't necessarily go to where they caught fish last time i'm assuming it has a lot to do with the structure or the type of structure that they've caught fish on before and then yes. find that in this new lake. Exactly. And and it is a new lake. I mean, trying to adjust your, your depth controls on your mapping system is, is great. I color code my, my depth scales just depending on what the water level is. And, you know, it definitely helps find the same type of structure, but it's just not, you know, it's not exactly where you were five years ago or 10 years ago. It just doesn't hold true to that. It just... With the levels dropping, I mean, you're looking at shorelines that, you know, are high and dry right now where I was fishing two years ago type thing. So, I mean, the principles all hold the same. You look for the structure, you're going to find the fish right now. And, and things seem to be going in order right now. Fishing has been pretty darn good right now. It started slow this year compared to last year. Um, the cool spring, um, we had horrible weather, so getting on the lake was really tough. Um, this past week, we've been blessed with, with less wind, and, you know, the temperatures, I literally saw them drop 10 degrees with, with heavy winds blowing in, and it drops that much. The fishing shuts off for a day. The lake calms down and, and uh, you know, kind of gets back to normal, and fishing is good again. So, 
there's there's some ups and downs to it, but to the most part, the the last couple few weeks have been pretty good on the whole lower end of the lake up towards the west. The west even sounds better. Some friends were there last weekend, you know, catching plenty of fish and good size fish to go with it. There there's a little of everything out there right now. Yeah, and and that answered one of my questions about the status of the walleye fishery and, and the size levels. But um, you kind of touched on that a little bit. So if somebody is heading out there this weekend, next weekend, and they're not really sure where to go, um, what are some good search tactics or preferred structure that they should key in on? You know, how are they going to... You know, if they got a couple of days, they should be able to find some fish somewhere. What's the best way and the quickest way uh, to get into a pile of fish? Well, uh, me me personally, uh, I'm going to lean one way probably more than any other. But obviously, we all know there's more than one way to catch a fish at any given day. But for us, you know, the pretty much May and June, if you want to search and catch and and catch numbers of fish. Um, point structures right now, some shorelines. I mean, you can't, you can't ever count out a shoreline up there, which kind of leaves the, the game wide open. But I would start on, on points and, and sunken islands that are barely below water or slightly above water right now, fishing um, probably four to 12 feet of water right now, and just using your trolling motor, pitching jigs, and just combing a shoreline. They'll, the fish will let you know. If they're there, they're going to bite right away. Your first pass through, you're going to find something. Then you can key on them or keep moving. Um, a lot of our fish right now, I guess, would probably be catching them in probably six to nine, ten feet of water, some shallower, some deeper, but that's probably where the bulk of them are. But uh, keep moving. You can't stop and get hung up if you catch a fish. I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste that much more time. If you're not catching two or three, get out of there and go somewhere else. And just, you, you have to keep moving because you may have to cross the lake. I mean, the lake alone is three to six miles wide and some of the major bays and shallower parts of that lake are eight to 10 miles apart, but bail out. If, if this bay ain't working, bail out, cross the lake, go somewhere else. Water temperatures now are huge and uh, just keep searching, keep moving. You got to move. That's awesome. It's Kurt Schrado, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Kurt, if people need to find you or would like to find you or watch some of your stuff or read some of your stuff, how do they do that? You know, I, I guess the best thing, I mean, the uh, website's still available, but best access is probably YouTube right now. Um, our personal information is up there, and I'm always open for people. You can get a hold. My numbers and emails are all out there find them. If you guys got questions, you can message, you know, on Facebook or whatever you want to do. Just, you know, you, you can, nowadays you can find almost anybody's phone number or email address. Just get online, get a hold of us, send a call. Jason's more than happy to talk fishing too. Um, he's up there even more than I do. I get there on weekends. He's, I just talked to him. He'll, he'll be up there most of this week. Uh, thank goodness he's got a beautiful week, but Contact either one of us. If you got questions, we'll do the best we can to help out. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. 
And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.